1: Right here on the Rob
0: Dibble Show, no dibs this week. He's back next week. You have Ben Darnell. You got Bob Joyce filling in for the week, and you got part two of our interview we did earlier today with Athletic Director of UConn David Benedict. Let you listen in.
2: UConn Athletic Director David Benedict is with us on the Harvey Building Products Hotline, the Rob Dibble Show. Uh, David, of course, the fall sports in the forefront. Uh, News yesterday out of California about the CSU system in the virtual fall semester. Sports, who knows, but what kind of contingency plans can you make or maybe that you have in the back pocket knowing that there's so much uncertainty to this fall sports season? How do you deal with scheduling? Can you can you really do anything or is it basically uh, kind of wait and see what what develops?
1: Yeah, I really think it is, Bob. I, you know, I used to work in the CSU system. So when I was at Long Beach State, Long Beach is a member of the CSU system, and you know, that's a. I think it's the largest uh, university system in the country. I think there's 26 uh, universities that belong to that to that system, and and so it's a it's a massive system, and and I can appreciate the complexities when you're trying to manage that many different entities and. You know, the, the preparation that we're discussing on our campus for potentially having student-athletes start to reintegrate to campus here in the next couple of months uh, to prepare for fall sports, assuming that's what happens. You know, there, there's there's a lot of work to be done, and there's going to be cost uh, to to doing that because there's – whether it's having to – different cleaning regimens for your facilities uh when when kids come back to make sure that you're disinfecting them properly or if it's additional well not additional but now having to provide staff with ppe or student athletes with masks or all these different things there's a cost to this or testing them on a regular basis um And so, you know, those are going to be significant costs individually for us. But I can only imagine in a system that has 26 universities what that would look like. But, yeah, Bob, you do your best. You make calls. You talk to your your colleagues in the business. I mean, I've been on the phone a lot with with obviously our conference, uh, but then also my peers locally or regionally around here just to talk and see what's going on, as well as, you know, I reach back to, to people that I know in the SEC because obviously, hey, they're going to be pushing as hard as anybody. And, um, you know, if they start to get hesitant about, the future, then that certainly would be a signal to me. But, you know, right now I'd say that most people are trying to plan uh, and be optimistic. Um, but at the same time, you know, we all know that there, there could be some realities that we have to face that could challenge us from having a normal fall schedule. So you, uh, you know, you just, you just, it's, it's kind of a wait and see, but you're, uh, you're preparing for, for a bunch of potential change.
0: UConn football, UConn basketball, UConn hockey tickets all on sale right now, tickets.ukonhuskies.com. Uh Mr. Benedict, when it comes to being a football independent, does that make you more or less flexible if you have to move things around?
1: Well, I think you know, Ben, it's it's certainly uh, you know, based on some of the conversations that are out there, you know, well what if what if conferences just play within the conference? Well, you know, as I mentioned, then you know, our particular what will be our former league next year. Um, the Americans got an odd number of schools. So, you know, what will they do? If you're going to have a condensed season, I don't think it's going to benefit anyone to to have a buy uh, during the season. I, I think that that would be problematic. So, you know, as an independent, could you fill in some of those gaps for, for certain conferences? I've actually talked to a conference commissioner um, recently that called me and said, hey, look, if we get into a challenge with scheduling, uh, would you be interested in partnering up with us to to potentially work together to solve issues? And I said absolutely. Um, so, and then we've obviously had conversations as independents, and what does that look like? Army's not far down the road. UMass is close. You know, you could potentially do home and homes with them. So, look, you're you're talking about lots of different scenarios, and um, you know, I I think the flexibility that we'll have as an independent. Uh, just as it's kind of helped us in accomplishing what we've set out for from a scheduling modeling standpoint, uh, I, I think it'll it'll serve us well in this situation as well.
2: David, some news yesterday out of the MAC about co- cost-cutting measures, and I would think, you know, depending on how long this pandemic goes, what's what's played, what isn't, um, are we looking at a future of this, of some of the, uh, of the mid-majors having to go this route? It's kind of a, it's an inter- interesting uh, uh, interesting uh, setup of what they're uh, thinking of doing in the future.
1: Well, I don't, you know, they they uh, they were very proactive and, and made some significant decisions as it relates to reducing or eliminating a lot of championships. You know, I, Bob, I, I don't know that that, that is necessarily going to be long-term. Um, uh, you know, I, I think playing conference championships – Important, uh, you know. The question is necessarily how many how many teams do you need in a conference championship? We we talk about um, you know the student athlete experience a lot, and you know sometimes you have these conversations that well we should have four teams or we should have six teams, we should have eight teams. And, you know, postseason really should be about competitiveness and putting your conference members that are competing for a championship in the best position to compete for NCAA championships. And, you know, is it really a great experience for a a very low seed to go uh, get beat up really bad and then go home? You know, that costs a lot of money to do that. I'm not sure if it's a great experience, but those are the conversations that I think will happen uh, post-COVID. Uh, but certainly right now, lots of conversations about regionally scheduling, um, reducing number of teams going to championships, or do you even need to have championships um so um, I'm I'm uh, I feel good about the conversations that are happening in the Big East. I think they're along uh, similar lines. We haven't necessarily uh, made uh, a ton of decisions yet. I expect that that'll happen here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but everyone's having the same conversations about trying to uh, you know project that look next year could be a very difficult. Time for not just athletic departments but universities in general uh, as it relates to their, their financing. So we're all trying to be responsible and and put ourselves in a, in a position to... Uh, to be as efficient as we possibly can, as well as, um, you know, I don't know that next year is going to be the time where you want a bunch of your student athletes and staff uh, getting on airplanes and flying around to compete in conference or non-conference competition. So at UConn, we have basically for the most part, eliminated almost all of our non-conference travel by airplane. Uh, you'll, have, you'll have some with men's and women's basketball and football. Obviously, those are contracted. Um, but, but for the most part, most of your other sports will not get on a plane to, uh, to compete in a non-conference next year.
0: What sports are you watching? Or maybe not even sports, Just like what numbers do you follow? Maybe it's the more the health side of things. But are, what indicators are you looking for that give you either positive or negative feelings on how the fall is going to turn out for the, your world?
1: Well, I, I'm fortunate enough to, uh, to get a report every night as it relates to how things are going at UConn Health. So I have a little bit of a, a sense as to um, – you know, just that that little microcosm, uh, but I think it's probably reflective, uh, generally, of what's going on at least in the greater Hartford area. So, you know, I, I have a sense of that, um, but you know, really, I, I I think one of and and we talk about this, or everybody else is talking about it. You know, testing is just. A very very critical component uh, for for everybody uh, to deal with the pandemic, um, but it's going to be really critical uh, if if we're going to uh, begin to have fall sports in the next couple of months. Testing has to get to a place where it's readily available, and you know we we don't want to be in a situation where. If, if testing isn't readily available, that we're, we're taking testing out of what's available to our state for the people that really need it, whether it's, you know, the first responders or, or people that are really sick, uh, because we're going to have to do, obviously, a lot of preventative testing, uh, which I'm not sure how much that is going on right now. So testing is critical, and then obviously when, when you talk about, uh, obviously, the fact that there is risk, still for, for people that uh, if they do get sick, uh, it's the contact tracing, which it goes goes back to testing. But then is, you know, where are we going to be a month from now, two months from now, three months from now for, from for some type of medication? um for people that do get sick and obviously ultimately with a vaccine but i don't think there's anything out there that leads me to believe that there's going to be a vaccine prior to uh the kick of of football so you know is that going to impact uh fans and and their desire to come out and watch I, I, i don't think there's any question it will
2: david what's the relationship so far been like with the Big East, I mean, obviously you got a lot of great people down in New York, led by Val Ackerman. But what's that relationship been like so far since the news last year broke that you were moving back to the Big East?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been great. I mean, for for the once we made the announcement, and you got through the initial surge of of interest. There, you know, things kind of went quiet because obviously we we had a season a final season in the American that we were very focused on our coaches our student athletes and so there really wasn't a lot of uh, you know work being done. but then you know as we as we got closer uh, to to calendar year end and you're starting to turn the page a little bit um, you know, you're starting to have coaches that are fall sport coaches work with the league to talk about scheduling because obviously, uh, with with a new member, it's going to impact scheduling, impact the number of teams that are competing in sports. So, a lot of our coaches were were on calls with their sports and the sport administrators within the conference, as well as the other coaches, talking about schedules and all those types of things. So, um, you know, really, there's been a lot of work going on for probably the last. Three or four months, and, and certainly things have picked up significantly now. Unfortunately, you know we're doing everything uh, on on the phone or, or on video calls. But um, no, it's great. There's a there's a great mix of uh, people involved, both at the conference office as well as uh, the the leaders of all these member schools, and you know they, they've you know welcomed us with open arms and. Uh, You know, they're excited to have us in and we're obviously excited to be a part of, uh, you know the Big
0: East. And fans are excited to get back to the Big East. Tickets on sale today It's your first chance to get tickets. Tickets Tickets.UConNHuskies.com Athletic Director David Benedict of UConn with us and thank you so much for the big breath of time that you gave us today. We'd love to check in with you in in a month or two or or maybe even sooner just to to pick your brain because I know we didn't even get into all the things that you're dealing with but you'll probably have more news as the days go on here. But uh, a pleasure talking to you today. Hope everybody is as well um and i hope you stay safe and we get some sports pretty soon
1: yeah likewise ben uh you know best to you and your family and and bob as well as uh, all the listeners out there yukon nation you know be safe uh, stay strong and uh, we'll be seeing you soon
2: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a hand clapper a, a high fiver